Listener Production. Mm-hmm. Bacon smells nice. Bacon. So does all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Hello to you and hello to the person I saw on the on the walk in here. Walking their sausage dog in a tutu. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Don't see that every day. You can never judge a book by its cover, but I reckon I know a lot about that book <laughs> just from hearing that. I got a lot of judgments about that book. Um, not bad, not good. Just I just feel like I know yeah, them. Really? Um, anyways, so look, we've got a big show. Um, oh, massive show. Speaking of judging books by covers, got a great book here. Today, I effed up by Thomas Mitchell, a collection yeah. of stories. Uh, the absolute Barry Crockers people have had of particular days. Thomas has started with his own and he's asked many other people and I'll tell you what, there's a collection of how they say doozies. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very funny. Um, also, we check in with Dak Boy Gregory Salad Fingers today with a little meme market update, which I absolutely always love. And uh, let's kick things off, Alex Dyson, with a look across the pond, across the Pacific to the US of A, where their television never ceases to amaze me. Let's see it. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yeah, dog costumes, I don't know. I don't know about uh, that. Look, you know how I feel about dogs, let alone the costumes. <laughs> I probably like the costumes more, to be honest. Uh, Producer Bron, you got a bit of input there? I think it's cute. I, <laughs> I knew you would like it. I knew you would like that. Tutu? Yeah, why not? What about dog in the handbag? How do you feel? Um, You know, I think that's cute too. Yeah, I love it. I don't know. I understand, like, putting a jumper on a whippet. You know, <laughs> cozying up skinny dogs. Yeah, tutu, not sure. It reminds me of when I saw, like, eyelashes on a car. Yeah, someone had stuck. See, I hate that. Stuck I like eyelashes that. On, the front of their, on the front of their, like, Mini Cooper. And I'm like, this is using the Earth's resources, you, you realise. Anyway. Hey, um, all right, let's get, on with, uh, we'll be, let's get on with the show. Yeah, sorry, we just needed to clear that up. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bron. Hey, Alex Dyson, completely changing direction, doing 180s, which is kind of no, on topic. we're not. We're talking consumerism. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, I was going to start the segment by saying this. Do you know the highest standing backflip, <laughs> right, was achieved by Tyson Edwards from Australia in New South Wales in 2014? Tyson Edwards, the former Adelaide Crow footy player. I don't know. No, he has a background in tumbling, parkour, gymnastics, circus, and weightlifting. He did a standing backflip 138 centimetres off the ground. Whoa. So just standing there, full backflip over this rod, lands on his feet, okay? Now, the second biggest backflip in the world was performed just recently by Justin Long, an actor in the States who you may have remembered from a certain computer commercial. Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm a PC. Zuntite, you okay? No, I'm not okay. I have that virus that's going around. Oh, yeah. You better better stay back. This one's a doozy. That's okay, I'll be fine. No, no, do not be a hero. Last year, there were 114,000 known viruses for PCs. PCs, not Macs. So, you just grab this one. I think I got a crash. Hey, if you feel like... That'll help. Good. Yeah, Justin playing the role of Mac 
in that particular ad, which came in 2006 to 2009 at ran, and it was the cool, trendy, millennial-esque dude hey, and a real nerdy PC man. They were pretty good ads, I have to admit. <laughs> I I am still a PC person, but I respect those ads quite a lot. I was like, yeah, you've done well there. Well, it's quite... Very rarely do you do ads name their competitor like so blatantly, but in America yeah. they just they just seem to go hard in these commercials. Yeah, it's true. America does just does commercials differently, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Like, uh, you know those ads for like pharmaceuticals, of which there are many in the states. In America, oh they God. just have the side effects of it, dude. Like, do you remember seeing them for the first, like, watching one of those ads for the first time? I was like. Please stop. Stop talking. <laughs> they just go for so long yeah, and they're like... Here's one. Have a listen to this. Herb, quit smoking with Chantix and support. Talk to your doctor about Chantix and a support plan that's right for you. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping Chantix. If you notice agitation, hostility, depression, or changes in behavior, thinking, or mood that are not typical for you, or if you develop suicidal thoughts or actions, stop taking Chantix and call your doctor right away. And this is happening while people are, like, shaking hands and smiling and <laughs> whirling their child the around the park and... <laughs> Sitting under trees. Allergic or serious skin reactions to Chantix, some of which can be life-threatening. If you notice swelling of face, mouth, throat, or a rash, stop taking Chantix and see your doctor right away. Tell your doctor which medicines you're taking, as they may work differently when you quit smoking. <laughs> Still going. Oh anyway, they do it differently. But the point is, Justin, who was the Mac? All right, all those over a decade ago, he's done the backflip, Matthew. He has jumped, and he's now doing ads promoting PCs. Oh. I can't believe it. This is the this is the new ad that he's done. So he he is now on PC side. Listen to this. Hello, I'm a Justin, just a real person doing a real comparison between Mac and PC. Come on. Okay, PC. It's a laptop. Aha. Uh -huh. Tablet. Laptop. Tablet. Laptop. That's cool. Oh, and there's Intel. Nice. Okay. And now I got a laptop, and it's just a laptop. Oh, also to get a tablet, I guess, and a keypad. <laughs> And a stylus. <laughs> and a dongle. Imagine being on that Mac money and then jumping over and being on that PC money. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. Yeah. He is absolutely laughing. PC does, doesn't stand for petty cash. This is going <laughs> all the way to the bank. Are you kidding Man, me? Man, that's a big, that is a big backflip, isn't Who it? Who is this guy's agent? Can we, <laughs> can we get someone on board here? Well, I love that he can just do it with a straight face. Like, I mean, the, the oh. conversation around it, he would have just been like, yeah, all right. Like, it's, it's so, it's so well done. I mean, I've never really, well, well, actually. Have you backflipped? Wow. That, that big before? I mean, we do work for a commercial radio station now. At least <laughs> we did used to well, we did used to be all radio cool station and incredible <laughs> multimedia app listener. You can hear us on sure. Yeah, you could do that. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember we we, we were once the cool indie independent kids of Oi, we are. Although I do have to admit, I, back in the day, I did say I liked, I loved Australian music. I actually hate Australian music. Oh yeah, yeah really? Yeah, I despise <laughs> any music that is Australian. <laughs> Cannot stand the stuff. Hey, no, you know what we've done backflips on? Hummus. We have. I've got. I, a love, <laughs> hummus. I love hummus. I eat it almost daily. I literally last night. 
jabbed a whole carrot and t- tucked it in the one <laughs> kilogram tub I bought. <laughs> I, I spooned some into a bowl for Sophia, then just took the rest of the spoon and just licked it off. I got a so, problem, man. Look, we cannot. Who are we to talk? We cannot cast too many stones at um, <laughs> Justin. Um, Do you know what? Mark my words. By the end of this show, I'm going to be heading out of here with my bloody sausage dog in a tutu. <laughs> Oh, this is if someone gave me that sausage dog money, I'd be out there. <laughs> Bow tie and all. Coffee? Yeah, go on. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Very excited to be crossing live now to the meme markets with our meme market updater, Dat Boy Gregory Saladfingers. Yes, thank you, Matt. Dat Boy Gregory Saladfingers here with today's meme market update. Well, we've all become royal watchers this week, as anything the dysfunctional family from that great TV sitcom The Crown, Touch, is turning to meme gold. The best path to meme gold is, as we know, to meme old. And what better place to start than the image of a 99-year-old Prince Philip being released from hospital this week. Bullish investors have shaken off any ethical dilemmas about making fun of a dying man's face and instead are making more meme dollars than the crown jewels. At Michael Stepto did numbers this week, tweeting... Prince Philip is my phone on 1% battery, low power mode, aeroplane mode, and I've closed all my apps. And even US satirical site The Onion got in on the act, releasing a story with the headline, Buckingham Palace confirms Prince Philip released from morgue in good health. But for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, and others were quick to warn against airing such nasty thoughts. At Pillowfort copped 15,000 retweets for his comment, Prince Philip won't see your comments about his appearance, but your friends who look like horrible ghouls kept animated only by a wizard's curse will. Think before you tweet. Certainly something to mull over. Investors are also seeing huge profits in the queen of daytime TV, Oprah Winfrey's reactions to Harry and Meghan's tell-all interview. The big O is no template trainee, becoming famous at almost the birth of memes with her you get a car, you get a car, everyone gets a car canvas. But with her facial reactions already starting to tire and lose some of the big gains seen in the last few days, this meme analyst is instead encouraging anyone searching for some numerals to instead look at the audio realm particularly this reaction. What? Who is having that conversation? The versatility of this sentence is key to its growth, with captions being able to range from the quaint, such as, we decided we're going to get salad with our palmer instead of chips. What? Who is having that conversation? They could be biting, such as, I heard the New South Wales Police Commissioner is talking with people about introducing a sexual consent app. What? Who is having that conversation? (laughs) Or they can be meta, such as, did you hear the World Health Organization is talking to countries about how to best roll out the vaccine? What? Who is having that conversation? (laughs) So good luck out there, memesters. This is Dad Boy Gregory Saladfingers saying back to you in the studio. Order up. Just how you like it, perfect. All day breakfast. Okay, Matt O'Kine, well, let's have a chat right now to someone who has come up with an incredible um, almanac, I'm going to say, of some of the worst days people it's have ever experienced. It's not a common word that you hear, by the way. I mean, it's really reserved for Back to the Future 
movies, the yeah. word almanac. Yeah, no, but it is a collection uh, of of days where some people wish they could go back in time and change things. Uh, <laughs> it is a book called Today I Effed Up. Thomas Mitchell is the man who has put it all together. Uh, he is a writer out of Sydney. G'day, Thomas. Hey, guys, what's happening? Good, man. Where do we catch you at the moment? I'm actually currently... <laughs> I'm actually currently sitting in the office of one David Kosh. Um, oh, Koshy. I'm, I'm freelancing at Channel 7 today and um, I, I skipped my lunch break so I could do this chat and then this is the quietest place because Koshy probably finished work about 12 hours ago. So Yeah, is that a Koshy bobblehead in the, in the yeah. background behind you? <laughs> I think that, so, up there. Yeah, goodness gracious. When are we going to get bobbleheads? Unbelievable. Mate, until, until you've been hosting Sunrise for like 10 years, then there's no bobbleheads. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Hey, you've got a brand new book out. It's called Today I Effed Up. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a funny one to try and getting that title into like different promotions. People have been like, talk us through Today I Stuffed Up. Uh, <laughs> uh, effed Up seems to be the way to go. That's the way. And uh, it's mm. sort of, let's go to back to the, the real origin story of this. Because yes. they're not they're not all your own stories, but obviously there was a there was a time where you <laughs> where you were creating literature in the moments. Yes. So yeah, the origin of my trauma was basically, <laughs> yeah, like years ago I was um I was dating this girl and she kind of was she's from the country, like her whole family's from Dubbo in New South Wales. And I'm like very much city slicker, don't know anything about like the land or what it in like entails and so we went out there and she's like as we were going you know driving out there she's like oh now look be really careful of my granddad like don't shower for too long because there's water restrictions and like boys shower outside and don't drive anywhere with him because you know like he's he's like really funny about driving and I was like oh don't worry because I don't have my driver's license anyway and she was like oh yeah definitely don't mention that because her granddad <laughs> had been driving since he was like six months old anyway we get out there and everything's going pretty well um, but then after like a day or two, he kind of was like, oh, made up some task. He was like, oh, do you want to help me take the cool room back into town? I was like, oh, not really. Like, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, yeah, come on. So off we go and we drive this cool room back into town. Then we come back to the farm and he, um, he basically, he was like, oh, look, I just want to come and show you something. So he takes me out to this paddock and shows me all these like tractors and stuff. No idea what I was kind of supposed to say. I was like, oh, cool trucks, granddad. And he's like, yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> He, he's like, well, look, I've just got to go and fix this tractor. Are you right to drive my ute back to the shed? And before I could kind of say to him, well, look, I don't have my driver's license, he just like took off. And so I was in the middle of this paddock, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and it was a manual ute as well. It was like the first <laughs> ute Mate, I made. still can't drive a manual, all right? So oh I God. would have just as much luck as you. And it was enormous. Like they call these things the Great Wall. It's like a country thing. And the ute, you can fit like a family of 10 across it. Anyway, so he's gone and then I'm just like sitting there. First thing I do, like muscle memory, is like pull my phone out to YouTube, a tutorial of like how to start a band. <laughs> no reception. And so then I'm like, okay. And so I just like started to, like I, I had my L's, but I hadn't driven for ages. So I'm kind of doing what I've seen in movies, like how you start a car. And it's like making these horrific noises, crunching and stuff. And I can see he's like idling about a kilometre away like in this tractor. Anyway, he comes, drives back to me. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to go bad. And he's like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, how, what are you doing? You're going to kill my ute. And I'm like, oh, granddad, don't even know this guy. I'm like, granddad, <laughs> I actually don't know how to drive a car. And he's like, are you serious? And so he yells at me, like, how to do it. Like, you know, release the clutch and blah, blah, blah. And then I think just out of like adrenaline, I got it started. And so then I got it started. I'm driving. He's like, no, nah, kill the ute and I'll lead the way back. I'm like, oh, no, nah, you follow me back. And he's just like going redder in the face. 
Anyway, I drove this thing. He said to me, okay, look, just park it outside the shed. And so I got there. And as I got there, I'm like, oh, I'll go one better. I'll do the right thing. And I'll like win him over and I'll park it inside the shed. So I got guided it in. And then as I got to the end, I just slammed my foot on the brake and the car like smashed forward through the back wall of the garage. The entire <laughs> garage collapsed onto the ute. <laughs> this, this family heirloom, this ancient drill from like 1801, fell onto the bonnet of the car, cracked in half. And then the, <laughs> the crash had like dislodged this big barrel full of oil. So that like rolled down this shelf, hit the ground, spilled everywhere. Anyway, so I was kind of like, this is a this is a total stitch up. Thought that was the end of it. Got out of the car. And then the whole, like, all the commotion had had disturbed this old wasp's nest. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no. you, this, is an, this is an insurance Mate. commercial, I swear. You have I lifted this straight out of insurance. I opened the door and got stung in the neck by a wasp. Anyway, so then my girlfriend comes running out with her grandma. Her grandma's holding this tray of muffins. It was, like, so heartbreaking. <laughs> anyway. And then a dog with a lightsaber <laughs> red past. And so my, my girlfriend's like, what have you done? What have you done? I'm like, I'm begging you, get this wasp out of my neck. So she gets the wasp out of the neck. Anyway, eventually, the, and then the grandma goes and gets some, like, uh, methylated spirits. She's, like, dabbing at my neck and stuff. Anyway, the granddad, no joke, the granddad comes around. He's got his Akubra hat on, gets off the tractor, chucks it on the ground, like stomps it into the red dirt, <laughs> gets up in my face. I won't swear, but he's like, you're an effing useless sea of a man. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever met him. <laughs> oh, well, you say first time and it means oh, it wasn't the last time. Well, yeah, so then I ended up getting married to this girl. <laughs> Yay! There well, you, you had go. to after that. <laughs> And I and I proposed at the farm. Wow, <laughs> oh, beautiful stuff, man! That's, that's incredible, so great, incredible, man. Well, look, yeah. Thomas, um, Thomas Mitchell. It sounds like an incredible book. I, I want to hear more about you. It's not just your story, though. You have put together a whole bunch of uh, you know different disasters. Are these are these like world famous disasters, or are they kind of small personal style ones like your own? Yeah, so they kind of it's it's like ten personal stories that are like kind of. Some people I know, I, I put a big call out and people just like, it's amazing how many people have a story that they want to share. Um, and it was the same with me. Like after my one happened, the more times I told it, the, like, the better I felt about it. So there's 10, <laughs> the 10 stories that are just based on like people's worst days. But in between each chapter, there's um, kind of like little little taste testers, like famous ones from history. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's some good ones in there. Like the guy who kind of was like, there's a really, you know, Steve Wynn, he's like the casino guy in Las Vegas. He's like a really famous casino guy. He was selling his like Picasso. Uh, and then like before he sold it, he went to like show his friends because he was obviously stoked on the fact he was selling it. Anyway, he had like an astigmatism in his eye. So as he was stepping back, he put his elbow through it and pierced it and like wiped $40 million off it in one night. So there's kind of like <laughs> little ones like that in between each of the like personal stories. Oh, wow. Goodness well, look, it's, it's, it's um, sounds like a really... It's look. It's a really great read. Today I effed up. Um, it sounds like at least some good can come out of these yeah. horrible situations that and you've I think been in. The readers can feel better because it didn't happen to them, and the other people can feel better because they're not alone in their uh, in their errors. Did the grandpa do a speech at your wedding? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was a, it was a COVID situation, so he couldn't be there. So he came oh. on Zoom. But no, nah, we're all good now. He, he's loving it. And like ever since the book came out, he's like in Dubbo, he's like, man, we're going worldwide. Like this is huge. <laughs> I'm, I'm going out to Dubbo this weekend. He's got like all his mates coming to the launch. So 
but yeah. he still refuses to get in a car with me and I've got my, I'm on my P's now. So he's like, <laughs> well, I don't blame him. He might drive straight through your um, your book launch just, yeah. uh, just to pay you back. Yeah, he's like the final boss. And what have you learned about human nature in these errors. Is there anything, is there a common thread between these mistakes that happens? Because it's funny in those situations, everyone is trying their best, <laughs> but it is all going wrong. Is there anything you learned yeah. from through all this? I think I think that the thing about these stories that I that I kind of took away is that the human capacity for like what we can deal with is always way bigger than what we internally think. You know, the sooner that you own something, you just like take that power away from it. And like some of the people, like a lot of them involve like horrific family situations where you just like one girl accidentally like has sex in this bedroom with her new boyfriend and her mum's under the bed. And so <laughs> what? Like the mum had a really bad migraine. It was like it's such a weird situation, but you know, it was and it happened at a family reunion. So <laughs> It happened on the Friday night and on the Sunday she was like, stuff it, I'm just going to own this and it's going to come out to the family and we're going to talk about it. And so like... So they didn't know until the mum said later. Yeah, the mum the mum grabbed her and the new boyfriend and was like, look, I need to have a chat about what like, where I was on Friday night. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think the, the sooner you own it, the better off you'll be. For sure. Oh, incredible stuff, man. Well, congratulations once again. Today I effed up is the book. It is by Thomas Mitchell, so please check it out. Thomas, thanks heaps, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Yay, Alex Dyson, it's leftovers time. We love doing this at the end of a week when we get to have a look through our inbox and see what messages we didn't have enough time to get through. Yeah, that's right. Matt and Alex's Friday mailbag. Um, and I'm so glad that we have a few of these messages to read out about the, um, the much maligned talkback topic, what's your chock? Uh, but what have you chocked up something with? <laughs> Michaela got in touch saying, uh, hey, just heard the what's your chock segment. My sister used a giant Nutella jar. Now that's that the is kind a of answer chalk. that I want. What yeah, a chock. Yep. It's, well, cho- it's almost a chock chock. <laughs> Hazel chock chock. Trent says, uh, my rear hatch struts are stuffed on my work car, so I chock it up with a metal leg from an old marquee. There you go, boys. No worries. Oh, Trent, come now, to the rest. You love it, Trent. Kirsten says, honestly thought you guys lost it completely when you announced your Australia's Got Flatulence competition. Needless to say, I've never laughed so hard in my life. This will become my favourite episode of all times. There we go. That's so good to hear, Kirsten. Thank you very much. Thank you for having faith. And if you have been refusing to listen to it due to lack of taste... And maybe that's the kind of message that can turn it around and uh, go back a couple of days and listen to Australia's Got Flatulence featuring uh, the great Australian Bake Off's own Melinda Buttle as the host and judge. And she did a very good job. Exemplary yeah. job, Matt O'Connor. And you can check our Instagram because you get there's a video of all the of all the um the you know video entrance with, with just the audio. They don't just don't. the audio and our face uh, us hearing them for the first time. I've watched the video a few times purely because I love seeing Mel's reaction to some of these things. It was so good. Anyways, uh, Jackson has sent in a message about dress code mishaps. Said, "Hey, we told my mate um, Matt from Adelaide that we were having a dress up pub crawl. Uh, we weren't." Uh, and he rocked up to the pub dressed as a priest. So there you go. Nice little prank. Not too bad. And Leroy also got in touch. G'day, Leroy. G'day. How's it going? So good, man. Are uh, you uh, uh, chatting to us about weird food rituals Matt O'Kine revealed during the week that he only drinks Nippy's chocolate milk without putting his lips on the straw? Uh, he just needs to rely on the power of suction. Um, what's your weird f- food ritual? So I've got a mate 
who he doesn't eat the ends of sausages, hot dogs, frankfurts, or even bananas. <laughs> so what? He just chops he chops them off, or what happens? He chops them off. He doesn't because he doesn't like the texture of the ends for some reason. Of the sausage nub. Oh, that's my favourite so- bit. I really love that yeah, little sausage nubby bit. It gets nice and crispy. What do you have any weird food rituals, Leroy? Um, I don't have any rituals, but um, I usually do eat the entire strawberry, even the um, green bit on top. Well, I'd say that's a bit of a weird ritual. <laughs> <laughs> nice to try to avoid that one, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any real rituals. So, I just eat the bit that no one eats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So how do you? <laughs> Do you, okay, so do you just throw them in your mouth like grapes or do you hold the end, eat it all down to the green and then finish with the green? Uh, usually just the whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you don't need to waste it. Doesn't that ruin right. the taste of You're the You're a renegade, though? man. You're wild. All right. Thanks, East Leroy. Thanks, Leroy. Enjoy Thank your you. weekend, my man. Um, and we also, another topic we covered this week is what have you missed out on, Matt? You uh, were working the midnight oil and um, missed out on a koala walking on the beach. Your family had a wonderful moment. Um, yeah. And we've got a, a talkback talk caller close to home, Chris Marsh, audio producer. Hello, Marshy. Hi, guys. Yeah, we've got a voice memo coming up of someone who missed out on something and it prompted a memory for me. Um, I have told this story on the radio before, but maybe I haven't told you guys about my trip to China, um, where I was very excited, something I'd always wanted to go and see, and I planned it for like the crescendo of the trip, was going to Xi'an to see the Terracotta Warriors. Oh, Uh, one of the wonders of the world, isn't it? Yeah, found thousands of them buried in a field and undiscovered until the 70s. And yeah, they're just uncovering more and more and more of them. Anyway, oh, isn't it, yeah, it's I'm quite, seeing it's a huge hall, right? Like they've built a big hall over them. That, that's incredible. And it's not because I, I was thinking about. I went to China, but it's not in the main tourist areas. You got to go to this yeah, random I town. Went it's on the only th- overnight train that took sixteen hours from Beijing, which was part of the experience to Xi'an, um, the uh, an ancient capital of um, of China, and that's where the the warriors. And it was going to be my last day in mainland China before flying home and we'd actually spent the whole day doing other things and the last part of the tour was the terracotta warriors and we're on the entrance path walking in and I stepped on a rock rolled my ankle went forward put my arm out to brace myself and broke my arm no (laughs) as soon as I sat up I went I've broken that oh no (laughs) so went to hospital Yes. After having to negotiate with the um, Chinese taxi drivers who were trying to rip me off, I'm going, just get me to a hospital. Um, but turns out communist healthcare, pretty great. 60 bucks all up, x-ray, wow. Mastercast, everything. Downside, never saw the Warriors. No. Flew home. Still haven't seen the Warriors. Oh, well, it's giving you something to uh, to you know look forward to next time on your next trip. And it is probably better breaking your own arm than tripping and like starting a domino effect <laughs> and breaking, breaking every terracotta warrior's <laughs> arm. That would be super rough. Uh, and that does bring us to the end of another episode and another week of All Day Breakfast. So awesome hanging out with you all week. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll see you on Monday with a full new ep. But before we go, Matt O'Kine, Let's have another story of someone who has missed out on something. Yeah, this is Matt's story, missing out on a couple of whales. (laughs) Hope you had a good week. See you soon. Hey, Matt and Alex. It's Matt here from Adelaide. 
Um, just listened to your podcast about um, what did you miss out on. My wife and I went on a holiday in 2008 to the Maldives so that we could see whale sharks. Uh, we booked the tour and we were just about to get on the boat. My wife got on first. I went to step on the boat. The boat, uh, the level of the boat dropped away. Uh, my leg then fell in between the boat and the jetty. Uh, the boat came back up and squashed my leg between the two. Hence, I almost broke my leg. Uh, I didn't in the end, um, just uh, badly damaged. And uh, hence, I did not get to see any whale sharks. And to add insult to injury, the tour that we went on ended up sighting and swimming and snorkeling with two whale sharks. It's now 2021 and I still haven't seen the whale sharks. Youch. <laughs> I feel his pain. <laughs> That's a double pain whammy right there. That is a pain sandwich. Much like a leg being sandwiched between a boat and a dock. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.